Michael S. Kelly, Jim Dwight Carl Anthony and Kelly for your business paper needs. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, people persons paper podcast. Dunder Mifflin, the people persons paper podcast. Time out, time out, time out. Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price. With me, as always, is my co-host Brian Sittler. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey. Yeah, we. Uh, it's been a big weekend. We just uh, we scheduling's got me thrown off the launches of the episodes a little bit. So this weekend we launched our last episode. We did. Now we're recording the new one. And we are right at the end of season three. Two more episodes to get through. Yeah. So this is a big, busy, fun time here at the old Quad P. <laughs> it's wonderful. And, and kicking off this two-episode run, uh, as we close out season three, we have our uh, new guest this week, Alyssa Steen is with us. Hey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. No problem. I love The Office. So, And I've been talking to Hilton about being on this podcast for months. Yeah. yeah we well, love that you happened. love The Office. <laughs> And Alyssa works with me over at Fox 23. Uh, right yes. now, you're the 9 p.m. producer, Monday through Friday, yep. and uh, filling in on the weekend last night as you as you, you get to do sometimes. Yeah, so that was this was a nice break from the chaos of that. Yeah. And still troopered in this morning to do the episode. And you didn't you you came and hung out with us on the weekends a few months back, didn't you? Uh, yeah, for a Sunday to for fill Sunday? in. Yeah, and I used to I was on weekends for six months when before you first started I started here. Oh my god, it was weekdays. So yeah. so you're doing the overnight last night. Uh, no, no, she did the 9 p.m. Oh, no. so oh, just, just, just 9 p.m. Night shift, just yeah. Uh, no, uh, okay, so you get to go home after that then. Yeah, I got to go home at like 10, 15. Wonderful. You've managed to not get stuck on the overnights for a bit. That's good. That's a, that's a, that's where yeah, I'm, I've I'm never, living right now. I've never done an overnight. Never? Never. Ooh. Well, I mean, I've done it. <laughs> here, let's like, knock, we're going to knock some wood for you. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that. At yeah. least here. Like, I've done, I filled in, my dad used to work at like a, Price Chopper, which is a grocery store in Missouri. And okay, so you've done I, the I've done there. like an overnight yeah. stocking shift every once in a while to fill in for him, but yeah. beyond that, and that's like manual labor, so that is a, a whole different level. A little overnight. different, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Okay, little well, bit, well, 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 we knocked some wood for you. Hopefully, you won't get stuck on a on a producing overnight uh, gig anytime soon. Oh, hope <laughs> not. <laughs> so, I, uh, Better knock extra. Yeah, no, we'll do an extra one for you. Absolutely. I was gonna say, well. While you were working last night, I was being regaled with a funny office story. Oh yeah, by a, one of a, our good friends, Miss Leah Vincent, who's a uh, cake maker extraordinaire at uh, Merits. Yes, yes, yes. Um, had the opportunity and fun to. Well, first of all, she was trying to ask me. So, what's Bear uh, Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica okay. all about? So That's an amazing thing. It's a great. It's a great question to get mm-hmm. if you're me. Yeah. And um, I had the pleasure of explaining it to her. And midway through explaining, I was like. Why don't I just show you the scene? Yeah. So I got to show her the scene. And the reason I did this is because she had the request. Somebody wanted a Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica cake. Oh, that's cool. And with nothing on it, this mm. wasn't, I want to emphasize it wasn't a happy birthday. It wasn't a happy whatever. They just wanted a cake that said Bears Beats Battlestar Galactica. So I it. feel like this person should be me. Yeah. That wanted this cake. I know. But it made me proud. Really, really. It made me proud to be a Tolson <laughs> yeah. because there's others out there like us. You know, here I, I it, it, an interesting question occurred to me. Um, Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You can only pick two. Which do you pick? Uh, I go for the Bears and the Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I'm right there. I don't like beats. Right, Bears and Battlestar Galactica, I, and I'm the exact same way. I have no interest in beats, but I got to tell you, all of us just upped our chances of being mauled to death. <laughs> Simply because we don't like beats. See, I, I'm super nerdy and watch a D&D show where there's a bear companion, so that's where Which bears show? are for me. It's called Critical Role. Critical Role, okay, with the bear companion. We should, ah. we should check that out. Well, the first 
they're done with their first campaign. That was first campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> I, the level level of nerd that comes off of me, Hilton knows this is really high. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's well, emanating. I can kind of feel it coming. It's okay. That's it's been good. a, a point, passionate. That's been a, a a a definitely a point of our friendship for a while now. Is that we both have, we we can talk about all sorts of fun different nerd D&D stuff. D and D brings people together. Of it all does. Yeah. Walks it's of all life. Storytelling. D and yeah yeah. But role role playing video games, uh, TV. You definitely uh, you you dabble in geek across the spectrum. Oh yeah. So when I was at work, I wanted to be playing Borderlands two online with my boyfriend, and that didn't happen until mm-hmm. late last night. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. At I, some point, it did. I, uh, I've been getting up early this weekend loading games onto a PlayStation Classic that I got, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting that thing all set to be a, a fun little emulation machine. So. You crazy gamers. But our nerd topic today is <laughs> The Office, of course. We are in Season 3. We're on Episode 22, 23, depending on how you're counting. We're at the Beach Games episode. Uh, Michael, of course, uh, coming up with an elaborate plan to pick his successor not really from all of the 14 office people that he brings to the beach, but from four that he has picked for various, very meaningful reasons. I like I like terming it 14 strangers who work together. Yeah, <laughs> 14 strangers who work together. Well, his, his meaningful reason is they're all men and they all work in sales. Exactly, yeah. Oh, his, ran, yeah, his random picking of his, of his team leaders is... <laughs> Which, this is wonderful. This is such a great example of Michael's obliviousness across the board. Oh, of course. I, and, and I think about it uh, from from things like the interactions he has with Stanley, the bus conversation. <laughs> that scene to me is such a microcosm of so many white people's way of dealing with racism. The idea that he offended and immediately was willing to let Stanley drive the bus. <laughs> Whatever. Stanley wanted to make sure that he understood that this was not racism. And he, at, he, at least he understood in some level that it was that's true. racism. That's true. He got it. And he, he, it wasn't as bad backtracked. as... He, he's always late to the party on these types of things. Oh, yeah. And then backtracks in the most inane way. And then is so inane that he confuses because Stanley's literally mouth open trying to compute what's being told to him. (laughs) And and I think just gives up because Stanley gives up. That's what he does. And he just realizes it's not worth it. Oh, yeah. This is an idiot that I don't really want to deal with. And, of course, the reason Stanley's even being considered for the job at all is because of all the good black people have done for America. (laughs) Good for Michael for seeing that. Uh, A little little screwed up in how he's... (laughs) implementing it but whatever whatever yeah. all the good yeah there's Black a lot of done. he he is a lot of screwed up on implementing a lot of, a lot of things <laughs> exactly <laughs> so yeah. this is just classic michael it, at least he's not defending it uh by by trying to say that he's proud to be a misogynist like he was last episode so <laughs> yeah I, i'm convinced he doesn't know what that word not means. a clue not a clue i think it because it has the the sound doesn't. miss in it he mm-hmm. thinks it's pro women <laughs> yeah it's great to see tracks. him yeah yeah right yeah it's great to see him say thank you for being called a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Michael, of course, the ep- starts the episode afflicted with a mysterious illness. Mysterious. Oh, and Dwight apparently still, uh, despite working on a beet farm and being around animals, still sucks at human anatomy. Yeah. Because he is um, oh, convinced yeah, he that, or he is, he's open to the possibility that Michael has menses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that Michael has a uterus. Also, he has like a diagram of the human anatomy on the screen. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, WebMD is everybody's time. worst friend. Yeah. We've all been there. Like I don't, I don't look at it anymore. If something's bugging me, that's like, one <laughs> thing. The old M- WebMD making you think you have cancer. We have not seen Michael do that. So. No, not yet. Never. But he may have eaten animal waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how that revelation came about for him. I, feel, I may have. Yeah, like it's possible. Just, you know, had fast food this week. You never know. You know. Yeah, yeah. For all you know, 
I don't think Michael thinks that deeply into it, though. Probably. <laughs> Not really. He, I, I do know, I do like how he's just openly um, to, when did you feel bad? When I came in here 10 minutes ago? Yeah. yeah that's when it started. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I got to tell you, like, I know that feeling of like, oh, I've got a bunch of work to do. Oh, I feel sick. <laughs> I, look, I just don't want to do anything. <laughs> or just dealing with the person you don't want to deal with. That too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And Michael never wants to deal with Dwight. And no. He's like a kid and sick in bed. Just like, I don't do anything. I'm dying. Somebody, <laughs> don't make me do anything today, please. But he's roused by a call from who? David Wallace. And the Gromit. illustrious David, yes, and Gromit. <laughs> Who you mentioned you love, and I, I feel the same way. Like, he's one of my favorite characters on this show. He's just one of the more relatable, like, yeah. what in the world is happening at this branch kind of people. Yeah. I, I just like how they got a guy, a broker from Merrill Lynch to come in. Mm-hmm. And actually... I never acted before, I don't believe, from what I've read, and just, nail, and just nails it perfectly. He's so funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. And still... <laughs> Still somehow, and you, the desperation in his voice and oh, the sigh. Yeah, he apparently sighs like Jan. The way he <laughs> sighs, and Michael immediately says, "Jan." That Michael, <laughs> the idea that a sigh is one of the noises that he associates with her so That's much. So bad. Yeah, they were so bad together. They should never be together. <laughs> they were the worst couple. Yeah. Ever. Like even though she doesn't appear, we still see that front and center. Okay, yeah, they, they're another reason they shouldn't be together because that's yeah. immediately what he associates with Jan. Yeah, but I did literally write down Michael Wallace's Bay on my notes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, just yeah. legitimately wrote <laughs> that down. David Wallace. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah, absolutely. David Wallace, yes. I was thinking Michael Bay there for a second. Like, wait, is this is Transformers thing. Michael Bay is not Bay. No, no, no not okay. No, bad he's... Michael Bay. Hey, we'll kick him out of this podcast right yeah. now. But Michael Wallace. Yeah, yeah I'll David, tell you, David Wallace. David Wallace. <laughs> now I'm doing it. The um, when when he showed up in Jurassic uh, World. I remember oh, he was yeah. one of the parents to one of the oh, kids. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite little cameos. I'm just like, oh, David Wallace is here. Everything's <laughs> going to be fine. As long as he's not still depressed and trying to sell Suck It, he's going to be fine. Although, I guess he sold Suck It for a ton of money. So Yeah. That's how he was able as to, long as he's not right. depressed and playing the keyboard very badly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, freaking his wife out. Take out your Suck It and you suck it. Yeah, (laughs) really, Michael missed a huge. That's what she said. Opportunity around (laughs) around the suck it era could have been a constant. I'm just one after the other, one after the other. But I I love how Michael immediately assumes he's just. It's like Christmas morning for him. Yeah, that he he's already he's already making plans to move to New York. Mm -hmm. He already knows he's going to get it, which is going to cause. catastrophe somewhat in this episode definitely in the next episode well it's just his obliviousness is on just you you really see what he knows about the concept of business he uh is definitely everything all right yeah i i keep oh wait oh i'm good i'm back now yeah cool the uh everything that he knows about business you see what he what he doesn't know he doesn't understand (laughs) that your boss will call you in for an interview, but that's still part of the uh, a process. It doesn't mean you got anything. That that call went to other regional managers. Oh, yeah. you also, know? he should never work at corporate. Yeah. Ever. And I think the only reason he got that interview was because the branch does so well. Oh, and I I, I bet yeah. it's like we're going to – we'll hear the well, line we, in the job next week where he talks about how they had interviews with select branch managers. Mm-hmm. There was a few people that they were just – I mean, you know, and we see it even at Fox 23. When positions open up, they immediately start looking to people in-house. They go internally. Yeah. Who may be ready to to, 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 to to move up. And, mm-hmm. and they're going to do that Dunder Mifflin, obviously. It's easier – Hell, we learned in business school it's easier to keep a customer than to get a new one. It's probably easier to keep an employee than to get a new one. Oh, yeah. you got to spend money to get new employees yeah. outside of the company, and you so, don't want to do that. 
But Michael sees it as like a call from the king. It's Come like, to the castle. You're being honored. He, you know? he, th- he thinks it's like a courtesy. And he's like, I have the most experience. Obviously, I'm going to get the job. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you have the most experience does not mean you belong in that world, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, you know, uh, we've got, uh, who's the guy from Albany? You know, he, he might be. Craig. Craig might be up for it. Um, <laughs> well, that his name's Craig. Yeah. Even Craigers. <laughs> Even though he, he kind of bombed that meeting back on Valentine's That's Day. That's true. Yeah, he might, not be, he might not be. Dan from Buffalo might it. have a leg up on Dan him. Dan from Buffalo, I bet, deserves a shot. He, he, yeah. does, he does deserve a shot, but. Um, uh, I think David Wallace. I think he knows he has his work cut out for him. Just in that last uh, little bit where Michael is grant, or he's wishing him the best on his oh, quest, God. and God may God be with him. Wait, he's like, his... I wish I had something prepared. David says that's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, that's Michael. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> and then his end just yes. Yes. <laughs> like not a thank you, not okay. Just yes. Yes. <laughs> I will need that, and then some. Thank you. I will need all those wishes for a good journey because you are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And yet somehow we put you in charge of almost everything. Which I I, I can imagine that is something that that new bosses feel when they come onto a company is how did this person get here? You know? (laughs) Like David, I wonder if David I I guess um unfortunately Ed Truck is dead, but I wonder if David wished that man, I wish I could just call Ed and be like, What were you thinking? (laughs) You know. Jan, Jan and say, how did he? How does he still work here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's one. It's it's interesting to see how David Wallace will become an ally because he's supposed oh, yeah. to kind of be make you feel worried for Michael in his position at first, but then it completely changes. They flip the script. They really do because when his first appearance, when when Michael's making the presentation, yeah. you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. You don't know how he's going to react. Right. He, he is another unique straight man voice mm-hmm. to Michael's eccentricity. Yeah. You know and. And then by by suck it time they really flipped the script. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michael's the normal one then. He's the normal one. Which did is, we know we were going to get to this point. Which and I'll tell you though, isn't that one of the reasons why this show is so enduring? Is because we see character development. We see yeah. over a long arc how these characters are changing, how they're affected by the situations that they're presented with. Oh yeah. And I mean that another reason that makes us love David Wallace is because we've seen him do well we've seen him fall we've seen him come back and he really is a bit of a savior in season nine when he pops back up and like holy shit Mm. this fucking voice of calm reason is back in our lives (laughs) (laughs) you know dunder mifflin might make it (laughs) well maybe paper company yeah yeah right right yeah yeah, no office office space is still or office uh, depot is still coming for the whole the whole (laughs) dwight lays it out in that one episode the whole idea of the mid Mid-tier paper com- paper yeah. company doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and that's back in season two. Oh yeah, <laughs> but so it d- didn't make sense back then. No, it really doesn't make sense by the end of it. And it may not make sense before season one. <laughs> do you guys know a paper company that isn't Office Depot? Or, no. or, or, or one of not those not off staples, the top. You know, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, no. Unless uh, it's like. My grandma does a lot of scrapbooking and that special paper. Yeah, like, exactly. Beyond that stuff. Yeah, yeah, just regular, you know, cardstock. You know? <laughs> I don't want to shit on the potential mid-level paper companies not that are all. out there. Yeah, we it, love you guys. We may or may not exist. Yeah. We just don't know who you are. But you got to come out of the. Yeah, you got to. Got to be gotta, loud. Have you heard of Facebook? Yeah, <laughs> be loud and be proud. Don't be. Don't follow the Prince family paper model. Oh. You know, don't do that. Don't just worry about you and your family. Don't help out every car broken down in the parking lot. They might be a shark. Yep. You don't want to be the chum. That 
situation that was a shark and they should not have helped. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they were a pair of bumbling idiot sharks, but they still managed to <laughs> succeed. They got killed by the two stupidest sharks in the, t- in yeah. the ocean. If your paper company can be killed by the dumbest sharks in the ocean, you're not doing <laughs> this right. It is survival of the fittest. Really is. Even the unfittest like they are. Yeah. Which, but you were talking about character development. Yeah. And um, I'll, over the season, we've seen the the complete um, this is the, the things are coming to a head for one Miss Pamela Morgan Beasley. Oh man, and, and we, this is the culmination of it. We got her exploding at the end of this episode because of how much Michael was just pressuring her the entire episode. Oh yeah, all he's done is <laughs> tell her how insignificant she is and how little she matters and how she's just doing the the busy work for him. Right well, on beach day. Yeah, she can't even enjoy beach day because yeah. she has to take freaking notes mm-hmm. like. She clearly, he doesn't think anything yeah. of her besides what she looks like because he's made that very oh, yeah. apparent. And what Several she can do for him. Yeah. And I mean, the, and then the completely unreasonable expectations, the heat up 800 hot dogs in 10 oh, minutes. My favorite is mm. write down all of everyone's indefinable qualities mm-hmm. yes. because and her she... response is like, you want me to write down their indefinable qualities? And he doesn't even like flinch. He's like, yep, that. That he 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 doesn't see any problem with what he's asking her to do. No, of course. I mean, of course she can do that. Well, she's Pam. She can do every, she can do everything. But she's, she just can't do no a job that's yeah. not a secretary job. No, but he needs he needs help with on this inane, stupid, insane mission of trying to determine his predecessor or his uh his uh. Successor. Successor, thank you. Um, by eating hot dogs <laughs> and walking through fire and an egg race. So it's it's all it's all uh ludicrous from the from the get go, but she has to endure so much and she's already had to endure so much this season. It's kind of um, you know, taking notes today, uh cooking the hot dogs, watching Jim and Karen having That's, a nice time, that one little yeah. moment of her just sort of resign kind of with a weird sort of, just a, res- a look of resignation on her face. Yeah. And a little bit of envy. Oh, completely. Yeah. Like, well, wait, which is part of how she articulates herself at the end. Yeah. She calls him out on that. She does. Like, she left her wedding for him. She shouldn't have been with Roy. And, and then she tempers it, because Karen's sitting right there, and as the cameraman decides to show us. <laughs> but It's fine that they're together. Exactly, yeah. And that's fine. But, you know, th- th- she, she lost her friendship. You know, after she thought she was going to at least have that back. Yeah. You know, and, and, and then some, of course, but. Which I love about it is that in the end, you know, she doesn't, she's not really calling him out on wanting to be his girl. She is. But she's also saying, I just miss my friend, which is really. Yeah. She misses their friendship. And we've seen a little bit of the friendship over the course of this season, but that has definitely been something that we've all been dealing with is the way that we don't have our Pam and Jim. We have Jim and Karen. You know? Yeah, we have Jim and Karen and a weird, um, truncated version of Jim, of uh, Pam and Jim. Yeah, with just awkwardness at at most most ever, at ninety ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, because they because they they're living with the elephant in the room all the time. Exactly. And, and I'll tell you, this episode when she got off the fire coals and ran up to the group and she uh, has got that smile. She says, "You know, I feel so good. I feel so good right now." And then she immediately calls out the office on why didn't anyone come to my art show right that got me right in the chest this watch like yeah. i felt for her like how much she felt good 
But in that happiness and satisfaction and pride in herself, she was willing to take on a difficult thing. Well, and the only mm. people who showed up to her art show were mm -hmm. Roy and his brother for like five seconds. Mm -hmm. Who had the right intention, but definitely did not present it right. And no. Oscar and Gil, who just <laughs> shit on her art. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we get that great moment with Michael where he is completely proud and supportive of her, something that we don't see nearly, uh, you know, we, we, we get to see that great Michael human moment with yeah, her. The, it's one of the best moments of all time. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and she's, she's, been, she's been downtrodden on, you know, uh, uh, figuratively throughout this whole episode. That was just one, that was the one that hurt her the most, was the yeah. art show, yeah. because she did feel, like, invisible. And thank God for Michael for saving the day. Otherwise, she would have completely felt destroyed. Yeah. And, but, and she, she says, she kind of, she, she doesn't mention that Oscar was there, but Oscar has a great moment with, and speaking of Oscar and Gil, mm -hmm. and, um, apparently that relationship isn't going too well either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> bringing back Gil just to like yeah. further character develop Oscar's For, situation. Exactly. And then. He, he, he's like, come with me or not, but he'll go to Albany if he has to because he's not going to work for Andy or, or, Dwight. or Dwight. Yeah, which I think is great, and I think that's one thing that you can... It's it's a great character moment because you get the, the reactions to what's going on, which, as the audience, we have to be like, okay, why, these four specific people, the, the room can't love this, you know? No. Just like Stanley would rather work for an upturned broom with a bucket for a head yes. than any of these people. But... I, that Oscar bit, too, of course, you've got the line with about him saying he might try girls for a minute. Angela thinks he can cross over, <laughs> which I've gone back and forth. Obviously, it's a bit of a throwaway line. It really sort of pokes fun at Angela as much. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, yeah. But, he must be having a real difficult time at that moment, like... Man, I just don't know. Right. <laughs> well, and obviously, like, you know, uh, anyone who is gay would immediately bristle at that a little bit to be like, gay is not a choice. It's right. not something you can turn sure. off. But of course, sure. we don't really, we have our definition of what Oscar is, let's remember here, right. is 99% defined by Michael. Michael has <laughs> told true, us. Yeah. So maybe Oscar's bisexual. May but, you know, maybe pr yeah. predominantly gay bisexual. You know, like, right. I mean, for a lot of people, sexuality is a spectrum. So, yeah, certainly. So this could certainly. really be a chance where we're learning more about Oscar directly from Oscar. Right, and not and not Michael, because obviously we shouldn't, because M Michael obviously assumes that Oscar's going to be sporting a Speedo. Only because you can't swim in leather pants. Yes. Because that that's what gay men obviously would swim in. Terrible moment. <laughs> he, does he think that gay men go home and they, they, they change out of their straight clothes that they wore at work and immediately it's into leather pants and a yeah, harness right. and that, that jaunty cap you would see? Clearly or, that's yeah. what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> he's trying, and he, he probably thinks that he's... Speaking on his level and like, yeah, you know, he, obviously he's gonna get this. Like, it's like just another example of his oblivious it's, nature. Oh yeah, it's so. warped ignorance. Like he's gonna say <laughs> speedo, and Oscar's immediately gonna turn into like like a, a flamboyant, lavish. Oh, I've got, of course, I've got my speedo. You know, it's uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just three seasons in, and even playing on existing things we know about Michael, uh, racism, homophobia. You know, not. not uh, we we've talked at length on the podcast. You've listened to episodes about how yeah. he he often means the best, but he is he's he's inadvertently racist. He's inadvertently homophobic, and how uh, forty fifty episodes in, we're still finding new angles for him to shock us with this stuff. That doesn't stop. Like it really doesn't ever through the seven seasons. Yeah. on. like not just, really. 
One of my continues. Yeah. One of my biggest cringe moments, uh, personally, is in I think season eight or nine, where he tries to impersonate Daryl at the Christmas. Well, that's episode. not eight or nine. Yeah, he's not in it's probably seven. Oh, oh you're yeah. right. Oh, there'll be seven. It's seven or se- it's, six. Six or it's seven. seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it's probably. Point, I think yeah. it's well, six he's because he's not and... in all of seven. He's only in the first. Yeah. Bit of seven. But he's in the Christmas glad, episode. We can be. We can just be glad they didn't do the, do a, do blackface. Oh, I know. <laughs> they wouldn't. I think I, you know. Even back then, you know, they were. That would have been they, too far, even for the office. Those, those yeah, creators, oh, writers, and producers know that that would have been taking it way. It's too the same far. people yeah. who brought us Parks and Rec. They know better than that. Yeah, yeah they know. There's certain lines that you just don't cross yeah. and expect to. You know. Well, that's one thing I've always talked about. I'm a huge Thirty Rock fan too, and Thirty Rock actually has a, at least three instances of blackface on the show. Really, where they've done it, and, and they've always done it with the idea of pointing out how terrible it is. Right, but it's one of In those things too. Light. Like I'm, I still, when I see those moments, I'm like, man, I don't know how I feel about that. Right, because right. I still feel like that message could still be lost on so many people that sure. the offensiveness of it would still shine. So well, and it, it's not even like. It's people that could even just be walking, passing, if you're watching it on your phone, and that pops yeah. up on your screen, and oh, it's God, just like... Yeah. yeah, like if I was watching that on a plane happening? or something, the person next to me saw it and didn't know the context, and yeah. just saw, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's her name, uh, Jane Krakowski's character in Blackface, that'd be a little shocking and offensive, you know? Yeah. So... But uh, but it, a lot of misconstrued could be, yeah. That's one thing I always if I ever get a chance to talk to Tina, I talk about Thirty Rock on the podcast a lot. But if if I ever get a chance to talk to Tina Fey, I would definitely want to pick her brain about it just to see where she was at as a, a writer and producer and putting that in. Sure. So, I, I and I'm sure she'd have an interesting angle, even if I didn't uh, effectively agree with everything. Um, well, maybe they uh, if there's a commentary on that episode, you should check it out. Maybe check that out. I assume that they would. Got to start buying that DVD set. Got to get that DVD set. <laughs> Damn. Um, can we just talk for a moment how bad Michael's Hawaiian shirt is? Oh God. Yeah. Oh, oh, He's so bad. Oh, it's a callback yeah. to back from vacation. Yeah, oh. uh, he wears it in the picture from sandals. Yeah, he wears he's in the wearing, picture. He's even wearing the sandals Jamaica shirt uh-huh. he's underneath wear, it. He's wearing his um uh his necklace. Yeah, that's the the really tight one around that <laughs> you know it's got the it's the mm-hmm. multicolored necklace yeah. and the one and he's he, wearing yeah he's wearing I think uh the hat that he's wearing he got he got it from there too. That's great. He's got one beach outfit. He's got one yeah. And it one, comes from sandals Jamaica. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's gonna always have that one beautiful moment with uh, with, Jan. with Jan, Sun Goddess Jane, uh, Ergel Grew, Ergel Grew. But you're right. You're you're very right to bring that up. And back, we I don't know if we talked about the Survivor angle on this yet. Probably oh, have. Yeah. But this is the, such a huge thing in ev- this episode. Evidently, the cameraman who worked on this actually worked on the show <laughs> Survivor. That's amazing. Oh, that's cool. So it really they really knew how to make it look authentic. That's with their great. little pullbacks, like showing, you know, with the reveal of the fire pit uh-huh. and the close-ups to, to, you know, how they would close up on, like, the main guy who was the host, whoever the host was. Yeah. Like, they do that with Michael. He's just looking around at everybody. Like, <laughs> which one of you? See, I didn't catch that it looked like Survivor. I Me mean, neither. I really never watched yeah. the show, but yeah, after like one a couple times, I've, 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 I've watched, watched it here and there. I've watched a handful of seasons, but it's uh-huh. been a long time. <laughs> And they worked out, they actually had to have, uh, I was reading, they actually had to have uh, some special effects for this uh, particular episode, like oh, yeah? the fire, the, the reveal when he's, and walking through fire, which and that kind of blows up. And, oh, yeah. yeah. I, could, I could tell. Yeah, you could tell. That was some, back, it was, yeah. mm-hmm. it was definitely, definitely not real. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, that looks, uh, yeah, no, nah, that ain't, but even on the, like, they used, like, uh, you know, on the coal walk, they had to have, like, little 
bulbs of light to look like it was. Yeah, it looked like yeah. they had like a whole almost track of just yes. like red, orange kind of light underneath yes. those not obviously hot real. Yeah, obviously that not. makes sense. With the Holes. with the fire going on the sides, but we can we know now that Dwight really wasn't. Rain, Rain Wilson wasn't putting his life in jeopardy. Which is good. Because that looked him the gross. It, it, he really sold it well. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love that too. The, that Michael talking head afterwards where he's just like, um, uh, you know, it's all about image. And that just like, he is so disgusted by Dwight. And we see that again and again and again. Which is so, so mean because Dwight cares so much more about this job mm-hmm. than anyone, including Michael. Oh, yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, even Andy. Andy's just... Andy's uh, Andy cares, but Dwight is willing to literally walk through literally fire. walk through fire and put himself in the hospital <laughs> to get this job. And his performance in that scene, the, give me the job, give, give me, me the, the job. job. <laughs> <laughs> so good. No, but going back to the survivor thing, yeah. I love the just different cuts to people's like looks as he's oh, like, yeah. describing the games as if it were survivor uh-huh yes and they, they need to make tribes and i'm like oh my god that inspiring the inspiring <laughs> words that he says yes. at the beginning i love yeah he's only he's just mark he's just he's making he's saying nonsense yeah. and then thank god oscar calls him out just like like yeah one will survive yeah. what, what? <laughs> just it's, words inspiring, inspiring words. words turns the camera not a contender <laughs> <laughs> why and why 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 wouldn't Oscar be? No, so I guess no one from accounting can be. Yeah. It's got to be sales. Ba- be sales. Yeah. sales background. Okay, which is the Back great part. That the great joke after Pam's big uh, yeah. moment at the end of the episode, where she really shows that she could be a leader, and he immediately goes, well, "That was amazing." But I'm still looking for someone with a sales background. <laughs> I uh. think our Oscar would arguably be the best manager of everyone. I agree. Because I, he's the most level-headed. Mm-hmm. And yep. he's knowledgeable. Most, he's knowledgeable, yeah. and yeah. he's got that accounting background exactly. to help keep them on yeah. track. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I would think a CFO like David Wallace would appreciate having another numbers man leading the branch, you know? Not the temp. Yeah, <laughs> not the temp. Oh, one of my... That's one of my... I love the but this episode. Dwight can't call Ryan by his name. Yep. He just keeps calling him. Temp. Damn it, temp! temp. <laughs> He's still in temp mode. Yeah, and he. I love how he he picks Michael, mm-hmm. of course, because that's that's yeah. what Dwight would do. And even even if he'd already been told he wasn't playing, and then he's like, "All right, temp." Yeah. He's still back in the office politic hierarchy. Uh-huh. He's like, "Okay, he'll be useful," <laughs> and I I can order him around and and oh god oh and does he ever do that and dwight's fear of jim calling his team voldemort is so good <laughs> the way that he even when michael says it later and dwight's freaking out waving his hands it's at amazing. him like, i love how they i've never read harry potter or seen harry potter but i can appreciate how they could shoehorn harry potter into multiple episodes in the series. Well, because obviously... <laughs> make it good. Okay, so I love Harry Potter. Dwight is very obviously a Slytherin. Yeah. And oh, Jim yeah. even says, not Slytherin. <laughs> really? Not Slytherin. Even... Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, Griffin. Slytherin's the bad guys. <laughs> but... I know. <laughs> like, just the fact that they're able to, like, literally get all those Harry Potter references it mm-hmm. is perfect for Dwight's character because he's clearly... he. Oh yeah, he loves the fantasy and all the magic mm. about. 
and what fantasy I, stories. Of course. And what I love, too, is especially now, as we're a few years removed from the, the, the high point of Harry Potter mania, we still have, you know, we'll have conversations at work even when people take the test and find out what house they're in. Oh, I'm Hufflepuff. You're man. a Hufflepuff? I'm a Ravenclaw. Yeah. And um, the... My favorite thing is the mini. I abstain. <laughs> I'm sitting this one out. I um. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to appreciate it. I love because whenever that conversation comes up, inevitably it leads to someone talking about how Slytherins aren't bad guys. No. They they have they have qualities like cunning and, and, and ambition and things like that that can translate into things that the bad guys do in the films. But just because some of the bad guys were Slytherin doesn't mean the house is bad. Well, and there's literally a bad... In Harry Potter, there's a bad wizard in every house except for Hufflepuff. Really? Yeah. In the history of Harry Potter, there's a bad wizard in every house except Hufflepuff. Even in Gryffindor. Even in Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. So literally the only true good house is Hufflepuff. So I'm going to take that and be proud. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so... and, and, And Dwight, like you say, is absolutely... A Slytherin, like there's, there's, he's not a Ravenclaw, no, he's, because he's got that conniving, cunning, yeah, and he's not witty, yeah, because he's, he's kind of oblivious in a different way, mm-hmm. exactly than Michael, yeah. yeah, yeah, but no, he, if I had to guess, and I'd say Slytherin in a heartbeat, uh, um, you must not say Voldemort, <laughs> he, he must not be named, I wouldn't do that, be, I wouldn't do that, and then Jim keeps doing it because it's Voldemort. Jim, no, Voldemort gets the gets. Karen and Kevin to join in. Yeah. Even. Well, Karen was going to join in no, <laughs> no matter what. No matter what. Yeah. Kevin was a nice little byproduct of that. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. They're both. And it's it's funny how that once Michael reveals, you know, he the cat, he, he just grabs the cat and gets it out of the bag because nobody is taking this seriously. Oh, without the hot dog why, eating contest. Why yeah. would they take it seriously? Which in the also, first those hot dogs are still cold. Let's talk about that. Uh, yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah. How did Pam heat up 800 hot dogs in 10 minutes? She yeah. did not. Um, did exactly. Movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, she did not. There is an outtake where she was cooking them and he, like Michael's badgering her oh, okay. while she is cooking them. I almost oh, wow. like that we didn't see that, though. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it, you didn't really need to see it. Well, it and your deleted scenes don't mm-hmm. technically count. Because they are deleted. Because right. you, you like you've got yeah, the deleted it, scene it's, it's of Aaron there. ruining the painting that they yep. scrapped, and now the, and the painting yeah. still stood. Oh, and so. there's another deleted scene actually in this. Speaking of it not counting, they where so in the scene we in the actual episode we see Jim and Karen calling David Wallace yeah. about the position because they hear about it from Michael. Yeah. In the episode in the outtake, Jim gets a call from David Wallace about the position when they're back in the before they go to Beach Day. Yeah. So they. But so, they still left it in as a deleted scene, but so, it wasn't used. So it's interesting. So so there's really two possible paths there. There's David Wallace called Jim to ask him, or there's Jim and Karen called David Wallace to say, hey, there's an opening. We work here. We would like to be considered, which is totally a thing that can happen. In I well. mean, in yeah. Well. So, and, and in, the, well. Yeah, in, in well. In well. <laughs> which that bit, well, there was so much good flirting with them. I mean, you, uh, Alyssa, how many times through have you seen the show now, would you say? Oh, probably five or six. So you know, we all know what's going to happen next episode. We all know the big changes that are going to happen in the Jim Karen dynamic sure. and, and with Pam. Um, yes. This is the end of season three. This is the, the, real, the real crux is about to happen. But look how much we had Jim and Karen flirting this episode, getting her to step in the water while holding the egg, joking around while she's on the phone with David Wallace. Mm -hmm. They're with each other the entire time. The looks, when he picks her, the smiles, they screwed with us as the audience. 
They, they set did. this up. We are one hour away from Jim and Pam, Jim and Karen ending, and Jim asking out Pam. And right now, Jim and Karen look probably the tightest they've ever been. One might say Jim is screwing with us, right? Maybe I don't think Jim really knows. Screw- he doesn't know what he he doesn't he's know screwing what he, himself. Yeah, he's screwing himself. And yeah. I think, thank God for Pam's speech at the end. I think that awoke. Um, it was a it was the bookend to Casino Night. Yeah, essentially, yeah. it was him. It was after he had come to his wit's end and had to say what he said. She essentially did the same thing. It's her saying her part. It's her saying her part, mm-hmm. and it's not and, and and doing it in front of the office. Yeah. And the only issue I have with this whole scene, mm-hmm. I love it, mm-hmm. but I feel I legitimately feel very bad for Karen having to sit and yes. listen to this. Absolutely. This sure. whole like sure. I I canceled my wedding because of you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and karen's just like yeah just there what in the world is happening and yeah. even the when she says now you're mention that to her <laughs> now when you're with somebody new and, and that's okay and and we all get it. it that's pam acknowledging yes of course i have to respect the situation you're in now but there is no one in that room or in that beach that believes that pam is really okay with that um no. yeah karen definitely doesn't believe it and they all know that on at some point yeah. i think Right. That Jim and Pam are going to get together. Yeah. Because they've seen it for three, four years yeah. now. The office saw yeah. him lusting after her. Now they're seeing that she really still has these feelings for him. Yeah. If anybody there has got faith in Karen and Jim at this point, you are an optimist, sir. You are. <laughs> <laughs> but they are complete. But by. So that's why. Karen is the way she is in the episode in the next episode wanting to go to New York mm-hmm. and she's already moving so she's already she's already formulating her get out of let's get out of Scranton plan. Well, and then sure enough when she yeah. finally hits Jim with the the reality is, hey, if I get it are you willing to move? Yeah. Cuz if I if you get it I'm willing to move with you. Yeah. And then he's just And that's when he finally came. He's can't. not there. Yeah. yeah. And then we don't we don't yeah. find out that Karen cleaned out her desk until the next season. So we don't really see how that ended. Right. Because it's just going to end. Next episode will just end with the moment. Right. With, with the moment. Yeah. And then we see that with start of season four. We see her with yeah. the, what ha- we get to find out what happened. Because you got to have that good end of the season cliffhanger on the office. Something yeah. to, to make you wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah. They only give you they give you just enough. Yeah. Well, actually, well, they give you more than enough than more than they gave you at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. But still, yeah. there's still some there's a lot of gray area. In there. Out. What's it mean? What's it mean? Yeah. They could go out. They could do all sorts of things from there. Yeah. Yeah. But, and obviously, of course, you know, we're at that point now. We, we still don't know what's going to happen next episode on our first watch through. But at this wow. point, after three um, seasons, uh, we're, we're now on, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, we're on about 49, 50 episodes in. Mm-hmm. We have been watching Jim and Pam back and forth, back and forth. It will they, won't they, for three years now. And now we finally have this explosion from Pam. Audiences had to be on the edge of their seats at this point. Oh. The wait till yeah. next week had to be a nightmare. <laughs> you know? I'm really glad I caught this at the end of the show. Yeah, we're <laughs> able to to rent or stream at this point, or yeah, just Netflix it. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, I, I was on DVDs the first couple seasons, but I think by season five I was on streaming. But I found some wonderful free site at the time, which doesn't exist anymore. But yeah. it just had all the seasons, just click listed one by one by one by one. It had it all there. You could stream the whole thing for free. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. I bet. But and I I caught it at the very end too, but I still never saw it. the the finale was already over before I watched, yeah. Before I got to the end, yeah. So I was still probably in the middle when the finale happened. Okay. But but obviously Jim and Pam play a big part in the in this episode and Karen too. But the rest of the cast gets obviously their own. This oh, is yeah. the this is the boat episode, right? Where mm-hmm. everybody's in one yeah one locale the whole yeah. time, and we're not we don't have 
other than the opening, we don't have anybody else outside the, the office. The only person we well, don't really get much time yeah. with is Phyllis. We don't get a lot of Phyllis in this episode. We don't. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we only get her telling Michael, or Michael telling her to drink some water so it'll slide down her gullet. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Stanley, by the way, Stanley was fantastic so in episode. this episode. He was there for that job as soon as it was hot dog eating contest. Oh. He's like, I'm ready. We're going to see active Stanley. Yeah, the game on bit, <laughs> the running at gym in the sumo oh, suit. Oh, the that's so battle good. stare that yeah. he had uh-huh. is legitimately the most terrifying I've ever ever seen when, Stanley. Yeah. When Jim says that he was terrified, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I would never be terrified seen if, I, if I saw Stanley in a sumo suit with that Run battle at, stare just... Running at you? Yeah. Coming right at you. Charging. I was going to die We'd on, all on beach day. <laughs> <laughs> and the, just all, all of the sumo contest stuff was great. And oh, then yeah. Andy in the sumo suit. Oh, I was with a group called Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> just <laughs> falling into the lake and then just floating on his back and the entire rest of the episode. And Michael saying, I don't know where Andy is. Where is and he, Andy Pam? is right behind him. Or Angela with that. <laughs> I just don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> yeah, Angela risking uh, 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 potentially killing or just not caring enough and maybe killing Andy yeah. off. Andy could die. And Andy for all she cares because she is all about sabotage at that moment. Angela has a lot of moments where she says goodbye to someone. Because today we had bye, Andy. And then there's, <laughs> there's another one where she's all goodbye, Kelly Kapoor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Angela is conniving. She's ruthless. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's she, if she was Slytherin, she would probably be a bad guy. <laughs> just to be honest. I think she's Ravenclaw. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You don't. I don't know what that is, but know. it sounds right. <laughs> I just going to agree, Andy. That uh, sounds like the the worst one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that's the worst one, she should be on it because, and, and then later episodes, later seasons, she really should be on it too. I think honestly, <laughs> I, an episode where the entire office was figuring out what house they were in would have been a funny episode. I think they would have had to get a lot of rights. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would have. They yeah. probably wouldn't have been able to afford that. Who owns that. Who owns Harry, Harry Potter? Uh, I think it's Universal. Universal. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say like kind of legal. Harry Potter world is in Universal. So. Oh yeah, then yeah, that makes gotcha. sense. Yeah. yeah, I was wondering like Disney, no way in hell that would happen. Uh, well, no, Disney owns everything else. That, so. They own, yeah, they Especially do right this now. Week. Yeah, yeah, they just own more. They bought Wait, even more. What, what they, they bought Fox. They got Fox, yeah. and now uh, Fox, that yeah. means things like uh, Doctor Frankenfurter is now a Disney princess. <laughs> so, so sleep well, America. <laughs> just a sweet transvestite. We're, we're bringing it around. Right, yeah. <laughs> they have to be diverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure they I'm sure they took that into consideration when they were they, that's doing... that's why they did it. A lot of people think it was to bring X-Men into the MCU. No, it was to make Rocky Horror Picture Show a Disney classic. That's Although why. X-Men in the MCU will be pretty fantastic. Cool. Pretty excited. When or if it happens. Yeah. So Man, right? But we've got we've, we've got uh, uh, Stanley like we said is amazing. Oh, the way he breaks character at the end where he oh. throws on the smile and <laughs> like I'm not doing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's so I, great. I'm gonna go yeah, sit on. I mean, up so fast, was, like he's there for the game. He's like, I want this job, and then just talking to Michael, he's done. <laughs> yeah, just trying to put on a face, just to agree with Michael's oh, bullshit. That would he be can't great. Do it. Oh, that would be great. I love it. I'm going. I can't. <laughs> can't, I can't do this. I'm going back on the, the bus. bus. <laughs> I, he's he's more like his normal self there for a little a little like the split second. Like, oh no, that'd be great because he's oh, really because Leslie David Leslie Baker's, Baker's right? animated. Yeah. He's a high energy guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goes back into Stanley <laughs> mode. <laughs> so good. Meredith, great moment from her early on. Sure. You see, she's not wearing her bathing suit. And I'm not yes. convinced that she's ever wearing her bathing suit. I don't suits. think so, or underwear in general, for that matter. Right. As Kelly would say, Meredith, where are your panties? 
I think in the if you look up close enough, you can see she had she had uh the the nipples, the nipples taped. Yes. She? Yeah, she should. Yes, yeah, she should. Fair. That was the way. Modesty. That was kind of the way to go on set. Uh, also, know? I love how Andy's like Team USA, like patriotic, and uh-huh. Michael's like I still don't trust him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he gets yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I trust him. I don't really trust him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, we get sad sack Toby being a uh, saddy sack as, as, as one of my favorite possible. lines though is his read when he says, "But it's Beach Day." <laughs> <laughs> I want to see retrospect. Like, is this something they did every year? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, like other, it's a, an annual thing. We, but what about all the other beach days we had? Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, this is not really a beach. Oh yeah, this is. Oh well, it is. This is the, a fake. This is a fake beach, actually. But it's the sand. Eighth- Eighth largest indigenous body of water in the country. Uh. <laughs> and Jim's just like that. That no. head shake from Jim is great. No, mm, not exactly. And it really, it just it looks like a like just it's a it's it's Firefest. It's fire it's a Firefest fest. Fest beach. It's, fire yeah. it's a Firefest beach. Which that was when 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 you when we was it you that asked? Did they sleep there? Yeah. No, it was oh, you, me. Well, yeah. Cause, oh, because we're talking about Flintstones. The, yeah, when they show that extra clip on the bus, and it was like, holy shit! Yeah, if they slept there, where did they sleep? <laughs> Thank God they didn't. Thank God that was just showing earlier in the day. Just on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love in this episode where Michael is comparing all of the managers. Manager. Oh, yeah. um, oh. oh. Pros and, con- pros and cons. Pros and cons. Oh, yes. And he says something along the lines of, I need someone with the skills yeah. to be a chicken head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you do with it when you lose a chicken, loses his head? head? You find a new head. You find a new head. I need someone with the skills to be a chicken, chicken head. head. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> That's something it, only Michael Scott could say. Yeah. And, and it, it makes he, sense in the context. He makes the connection. Oh, man. Creed, of course, is a star in this one with catching the fish. Catch and then later one. we saw eating it. Off the bone. Yeah. Off not, the bone. Probably not cooked. No, no. And and really got the meat off the bone well. You could see that whole skeletal structure the of that fish. He did it. It was almost like a it was almost like a cartoon, the way you would see it really was. You know, they would just devour it and then it came right back up. And but yeah. he didn't know they were having hot dogs. Yeah. No one told no one told poor Creed they were having hot dogs, so he had to go catch a fish and eat it raw. That's what you yeah. get for being a lone wolf, Creed. Yeah. You miss absolutely. out on those little details. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. That's but, okay. They would have been cold. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Toby's uh, complete disappointment because he won't be able to see Pam in the two-piece. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also and, a little creepy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they throw it out there. He gets thrown into... Um, you know he's not actively looking maybe to see that maybe maybe he is he is creepy, I mean he might be the Scranton, Scranton Strangler for all we know. Yeah, right? where was he during the most of this episode? I'm huh? fully convinced that he's the Scranton Strangler because right, in the Scranton a... Strangler chase Toby is nowhere to be seen and they're watching it on Toby's computer. Ooh, oh, I'd never. I never yeah. watched that video that when they you put get to, out. When you get to that, okay, because it hasn't happened yet in <laughs> the like timeline of the show I yes think it's, it's, it's a couple mm-hmm. couple seasons down the way so whenever you get to that make note of that and toby's nowhere to be seen and no. it's a car that has looks like a car that's been in the dunder mifflin parking lot oh my god <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think you're right <laughs> I, uh-huh. I saw that i've watched a toby scranton strangler video well well they had Thank to you. yeah we never i don't believe i ever did watch that one because i was like oh no that, that can't be no 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 but yet, you know what? You're you're turning you're turning me around a little bit. Like, I don't want to become conspiratorial, but no. Also, I I love the callback to the Foreman Grill. Yeah, oh, yeah. The way that that is Michael's way of walking across the coals. That's walking that's his excuse to not fire. walk across because <laughs> yeah. I mean he, he's already burned himself. He's manager. Yeah. yeah, his he could not wrap his brain around his foot. Oh, and I love. 
before they try and count him down to it, he tries the same technique he used during healthcare, yes. where he's just going to silently wait it out. It was a callback to healthcare, totally. Yeah. Yes, one. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's just sitting there, just standing, standing there. there. And finally, Ryan breaks and goes, okay. <laughs> yeah, he did the, yeah. Jim kind of did that too back in healthcare, like, okay, whatever. And then Dwight, you know, White Knights Michael a little bit. Yeah. Or Pam actually tries. They try she, to count him down. She tries to count him down. She tries to save him a little bit, and then he just. And he demands, oh, no, it has to be one, two, three, no, not three, two, one. Not do three, I go two, on one. go, or do I go on three? A little yeah. lethal weapon two uh, call back there. Yeah. And, and then he still couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, maybe Pam should be his boss. I always like that oh, little. I love that line. I should be your boss. And the way he tries to just sort of shrug it off, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, and and how Jim is like I you know he tells him straight up, I don't really think I should be considered to be mm-hmm. your replacement. Uh, and he lays it all out there completely. Like I'm driving on Thursday, I'm going to go down, I'm going to interview, and yeah. sorry. Yeah. And he's just like, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. And it, he just takes it as a complete. Uh, he doesn't even take it seriously because he yeah. knows he's going to get the job. Yeah, exactly. He thinks this is a shoe in. Uh, he wouldn't go to all this. He wouldn't have gone to he's all this. Literally, he literally thinks he's choosing his successor. I mm. mean, would you go by? Would you take the time to go to a store and buy sumo suits? Seventy five dollars for a cold walk. Eight hundred dollars. Seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. Eight. God knows how much those eight hundred eight hundred hot dogs cost. Yeah. Uh, well, I oh. mean, it's eight in packs. <laughs> like it's packs of eight, so it's not as much as you would think. <laughs> but well, he did get that raise. Yeah. A couple episodes back, so he's that's a- <laughs> true. Yeah, so he can afford eight hundred hot dogs. <laughs> this is true, but back to uh, Toby for a second. They yeah. actually they take the time to uh, go back to his just being. Yeah, when they're singing when, on when the they're bus, singing, they when they're singing the gambler, the and they're yeah. showing him alone in the office, just so dejected. And that's our last scene. The office, that's the last so. scene. That's the last that we see of him. But mm-hmm. kudos to this uh, episode's director, the great late great Harold Ramis. Oh yeah, um, for um, what I found out. In reading about this episode, he he suggested that they he wanted them to sing uh, on the bus all together, kind of like a family going to a trip. Aww. And I'm glad that they got Brian Bumgar- Bumgardner, yeah, uh, to 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 lead them in that rousing version. Also, of I love how <laughs> even if you're not necessarily paying attention to Michael in that scene, he is the loudest voice oh, that yeah. you hear. <laughs> Very intentionally, well, like I am the best. Well, they go back to and the, hi- and the highest man. pitch too. Yes. When Jim talks about how he always sings the high pitch, and he does. Well, that, he this does... is pre-Survivor Man, actually. We don't know this. Oh, it is. It is yeah. pre-Survivor yeah, Man. So yeah. This is the first like hint that. Oh, that's great. Michael likes to be the most noticeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In so the room. that's a that's kind of a you kind of call, we we get to realize that in going back and watching this again for the whatever month, amount of time. Yeah. I'm like oh yeah, of course there's Michael hitting the high notes again, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, while they're on the bus, like, before the drive actually starts with Stanley, his just stare when Michael's like, back of the bus, Stanley, yeah. and he's oh, just yeah. like. Yeah, he just can't even believe what's happening there. Excuse I, me. Although he should have just taken it and driven the bus. Why not? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> the bus driver wouldn't have minded. Bus driver would have gotten it. a break. Yeah, He, he exactly. could have done that. He could have, yeah, he totally could have done that. I, what was that? Hmm. Oh, what have, what what have I not talked about? What have we not talked about? Oh, We've let's got see. A few things. I've got oh, 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 oh. We 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 need to talk about um, how a manager, uh, after Michael has basically given up on everything and he just he's going for broke because he's desperate, mm-hmm. and he calls an emergency tribal council. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which 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 you comedians out there listening, you could have, and you too, Hilton, 
could have dom- you, you could have run Dunder Mifflin just on your comedic talents alone. Oh, no. Apparently, yeah. that 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 because is the last bastion. It, you have to have that quality of a bind <laughs> or of a hope. Yeah, that was where I was. I love that he is so. The idea that Michael's definition of like a of, of an amazing I love that movie classic generational comedian. The minute Kelly is like, "Oh, you mean like Amanda Bynes?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that's who the kids are into a Bynes or a Hope." I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> What, is, what, is, what, a girl what a girl wants. What a girl wants. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, it's great. I, I missed out on it. I'll just take his. I'll take his word for it that mm-hmm. that was a really good, um, uh, really great movie. Apparently, and yeah. she has the she I'm has the chops it. to compare to a hope. Well, I love hope, so I want to give this binds a chance. <laughs> I'm gonna. I, you know I, what? No, I don't think you should. No, no. she's she's um she's kind of going through some issues right now. Well, then she and needs our support. She does more she than needs, ever. She needs our support more than ever, but it, I'm not here for it. It did I'm not get me. Give it to her. It did get me to wiki Amanda Bynes' latest uh, accounts on on the uh, on the Wikipedia, and yeah. apparently she's doing better and good. has apologized to many people. Good and um, is good. I don't know. Like her parents are still in charge of her. <laughs> like okay. her, well, like maybe they need to be. her affairs I think, I think and everything. That, I think that's a good plan. Yeah, yeah. So Amanda, if you're out there, you're listening. You're not. You're not alone. We it's okay. Thanks for listening. You're not. Drop thanks, us, thanks for listening, first of all. <clears throat> drop us an email if you're listening, Amanda Bynes. That email is olapodcast at gmail.com. That is not a real email address. No. <laughs> but uh, uh, we, we hope you all the best, uh, sp- regardless. Speaking of fun people, Kelly uh, does not do well with the egg game because mm-hmm. she's scared of the large rock <laughs> that she knows is right in front of her. 200 feet away. At least. And Andy's frustration when she takes off the blindfold. I, uh, I, I that's, Restrained frustration? Yeah, he's so great. Restrained? Not the level is of right. punching a wall. But. No. The new Andy is taking shape, though. In a few episodes now, we're really yes. starting to get a feel for what they want this character to be now. Which yes. We're going to lose a lot of that later. Obviously, Andy goes way off the rails. But for another <laughs> few <laughs> seasons, we are going to get a pretty well-defined Andy, which I'm glad for. Well, they do try to. They are trying to make him, once again, sympath- more sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. by you know him, him, for God knows why he tried to. I, I know now that he was trying to dab that claw, the um, headband in the water. Yeah, horrible idea, by the way, Andy. Yeah. Um, and then falling in, and as hilarious and great as it is, you do have a tinge of like, oh God, he's just. You just feel bad. You feel for bad him. for the guy. Exactly, they're making him a bit of a sad sack too. Sometimes they do. Good. And, and Angela with her sabotage, of course. Um. <laughs> and then and then they're hinting at how evil. Angela can actually really be mm-hmm. yeah. uh, coming down the pike as well in later seasons when she just lets him go because she's sabotaging for Team Gryffindor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also, so the egg game yeah. very much reminded me of something I did in elementary school yeah. in something called Field Day. Oh, Field okay. Day was awesome. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite blindfolds, but you got spun around and had to walk the egg. Mm-hmm. Well, you already had a twist, as Stanley yeah. said. Like there's already a twist, carrying an egg with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we did. We it was never, on a spoon. For it me. was on a spoon, but yeah. we we didn't. We were not. Uh, yeah, we didn't have the blindfold, and we didn't have somebody trying to tell us where to go. Yeah, no, but like you wouldn't trust a, ch- a child to lead another child. No, but at <laughs> that moment, very much felt like a callback to Field Day when I was in elementary school. I'm like, oh, wow. That's just where Michael's maturity is at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he never 
we never get to see how he's equating that to being a good manager or how that's going to... Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to have balance, maybe. I don't really... And where were our management parables? <laughs> Dwight said he hoped they would have some when he was excited about the fun-tivities. Fun-tivities. <laughs> Which I'm excited about, too. Well, I, I, it, is a, it is a nice take on corporate culture and the different kind of uh, activities you try to do to... Team-building uh, team stuff. Team stuff and morale and all oh, that yeah. kind of thing, I'm sure but they, some of us have been through. But they don't... Uh, they, they obviously are not on board and that's why of course he says that right now he has to consider Mr. Outside Hire which uh, or always... Mrs. Outside Hire <laughs> yeah, of course and then he's like yeah oh, yeah <laughs> no not really <laughs> no but... well and and it's not going to be you know much different and another, another little fun Stanley moment is that when okay it's not just going to be Michael said it's not just going to be a fun day at the beach and he's like oh for the love of God <laughs> that's a really good Stanley impression yeah that was good <laughs> <laughs> you could feel it, like I th- no funtivities, everyone. No, this does not sound like any level of fun. I want to sit here and read or do my Sudoku yes. or my or, crossword or eat hot dogs or eat hot dogs like Kevin would. Mm-hmm. That's all he's ever wanted. Much yeah. like uh, much like which, all of us, which at I least know he got can... some hot dogs. You know, he did. Yeah, actually, by the end of it, he probably everybody was wishing they'd never had hot dogs in the end. I heard they all were really they were having a, a real tough time eating. In any scene like that, when you're shooting it over and over again, mm-hmm. there's going to be how many? Hot, there's going to be a tons of hot dogs, and by the end of it, you're never going to eat a, another hot dog for the rest I, of your I life. I bet some of them still have not eaten Prob- a hot dog. Pr- <laughs> probably not. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I think they were actually in the in the scenes. Uh, I listened to a little bit of the commentary, and I think Ed Helms was saying like he would spit it up, or he had like a bucket and just spit it out. Oh yeah. And doing it, and like they'd be they'd be closing in, they'd be closing, they'd be close up on Stanley or something. And while they were, it's like right after Michael tells him that uh, what that you know whoever wins the contest gets his job. Yeah. He's like I'm so hungry, mm-hmm. and then they close up on Stanley. And he's like, do you are you telling it? Are you really make us believe that you're making this your decision, decision based, based on, on this? this? And yeah. Ed Helms is just eating all this stuff, and he's like. I really wish I would have known they were close enough on Stanley right there. I wouldn't have been eating all those hot dogs <laughs> and yeah, making right? myself sick. That's funny. But hey, so apparently that, that was an issue. One of the most disgusting filming days gross. for that well, cast. Well, evidently oh, yeah. it was really it was really hot in the daytime and really cool at night. Yeah, which I love how fast it goes from day to night. They light the fire; it's day. Yeah. They go to commercial; they come back; it's pitch black out. Yeah, like they were well, having. A, that, yeah. I think that's their like. Way the way of they... showing time progression, like they had to light the fire, let it burn out, so the coals were hot. So what did they do for that many hours? Like that's my. Another I'm not beach sure. Game that we never got we never to saw. See. Well, it's becoming <laughs> dusk right around the time she's talking about making all the hot dogs. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they had you know, maybe they made the hot dogs and maybe, yeah. and, and then, but then it's light. Yeah, it's when, lighter well, after when yeah. they're eating them. Oh, is it really? I oh, think wow. it kind of seems that way. Oh wow! Because then after that, then they're doing the sumo thing. Yeah. And for some reason, you see. Dwight's actually eating a sandwich in that ep- in that part of the episode. Well, after saying sandwich <laughs> with Angela when they were talking about sabotage, oh. I could see that he might want a sandwich. <laughs> it's, it's a nice taste after a hot dog. Absolutely, anything's a nice taste. Nice taste after a hot dog. <laughs> Unless you've got a turkey dog like That's Michael, true. Turkey, and he's got the only one. Turkey is a healthy <laughs> meat. It is a healthy. <laughs> I love that line from Austin. That's that's one little one that'll stick in my head. That one used to stick in my head. Like it is a healthy meat. Yeah. Yes, you're right. And Michael is the only one trying to eat, only allowing meat. himself to eat healthy. Yeah, meat. Kelly's not going to have it. No. He no. has the only one. I love how they just show it sitting there <laughs> on the table too. <laughs> Kelly has another nice little moment when he's telling. 
what the prize is for the day. You know, you get the Sebring. Oh yeah. You get you get a you get you get my salary. You get a um, feeling you're making a difference in the world. world. And she goes, "Can we just have the first two things?" (laughs) Also, something I noted when watching the episode: Who wants a Sebring? What if they don't want the Sebring? Yeah, that's not particularly what I'm looking for. I'm not a Chrysler guy. No, that's a shit company car. I'm here to tell you. (laughs) Like, well, I think it was Michael's choice. Really. Because, uh, probably. because oh, when wait. Dwight is manager, he has a different <laughs> yeah. car. Oh, and we and and he he specifically requests the uh, the convertible top. Yeah, which is a ridiculous choice in, in that this, climate. In this yeah. climate, yeah. As, yeah. as Dwight. Well, but because when he initially I think the crashes the sea Sebring into the oh into lake, the lake, he asks for another one. They're like they don't make those anymore, <laughs> <laughs> so he gets a coupe. Oh yeah. Oh, the man does have some questionable taste in cars. He, does he has some questionable taste in everything. Oh, yeah, man. everything. Yeah, questionable judgment more so. Oh man. <laughs> uh, Got any yeah. trivia for us this week? Uh, I do have trivia. Uh, yeah. Trivial, trivial questions. All right. For all of us. Okay. Um, about how many times a year does Michael Scott get sick with no symptoms? Forty. Yeah. You got it. That's a lot. Dwight is always gravely concerned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that line. Love yeah. Pam, one of Pam's awesome deadpans again. Mm-hmm. Pam. Pam. Uh, <laughs> Pam, Pam. <laughs> Pam, Pam. What is, number two, what is the SPF? What SPF is the, the sunblock that Toby has? 30. I'm being, yes. I'm being nitpicky with the numbers. Number three, what is Stanley's team name? Oh. Think about it. Is it I don't care? Nope. I will say Michael suggests one for him. Give that clue. Oh, he's the blue team. He is the blue team. Because <laughs> Michael tells him to be the red team. No, I'll be the blue team. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that just makes me think of the red and blue pill in the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Dwight oh, moments nice. later in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Number four. According to Dwight, what is the origin of the word sabotage? I don't remember. No, I don't either. It's, it's presumably it's Dutch. <laughs> oh, or the okay. Netherlands. We've also accepted the Netherlands. Oh, okay. <laughs> the ancient Dutch art. Yeah. Of oh, the ancient Dutch art. <laughs> the ancient Dutch art. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't think the Dutch invented sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah. That's why it's, yeah, I, know I think I Wikipedia it, and it was like, yeah, it could have been them. It could have been this people. Could have been. It could have been Prob- whole, probably the Romans. Yeah. yeah. Who, who did the Who did the Trojan horse? Or, well, no, that, 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 that was, was actually not sabotage. Yeah, 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 never mind. That was from an outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing. One other little Dwight moment from that scene. I'm just now thinking of is he tells Angela if Michael. If Michael organizes some kind of group hug later, stand next to me. Yeah, I like that. Those two are just the freakiest of the freaky. Which yeah. Are... <laughs> One more question. One more question. What branch does Oscar say he'll transfer to? Albany. Yes. Yeah. Right. Nice. Gonna go work with Craigers. <laughs> <laughs> that could be an interesting ca- that would combo. Be a very interesting. That would is be... Albany where Karen ends up. As uh, the branch manager? Or Utica. I, or, Utica. Oh, no, it's it Utica. is Utica. Yeah, because... Yeah. That's where they go. We're going to Utica. Mm-hmm. That's when they go and try to... That's right. That's when they actually see her. Yeah, when they, they do the... Um, uh, they, the, 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 the copier. They, yep, they, they do. When that. they're trying to steal Stanley. Mm-hmm. In in the um, warehouse outfits. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mustaches. terrible mustaches. Mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> 
man. that Dwight insists on keeping on, on still wearing <laughs> through the through the meeting after they're busted. <laughs> oh, I can't man. wait for that one either. Any scenes or anything we missed? You guys want to mention? Oh, just I. It's such a good episode, and so full with just great. Moments. And these are the long ones. This is another kind of long one. Is it like a thirty so, minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. thirty minute. Um, just I, I think I don't know. Like there, there is so much. Oh, and it's gonna be a long I was I was thinking during Pam's speech, like you guys don't even acknowledge like that I exist. I'm like mm-hmm. Pam, you do exist <laughs> because literally millions of people love you. Yeah, right. And that's all that matters in the end. Well, and that's yeah. a great thing about it is 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 in this. So many of us identified with these characters because of those moments that we've been in jobs where we felt ignored, where we felt like we were doing nothing that mattered, mm-hmm. and those moments where we try to share our passions fall flat. These are identifiable moments. Maybe you didn't yeah. have an art show, but you had some other creative expression that someone didn't pay any attention to. Maybe yeah. you don't have you're not yeah. a receptionist, but you have another job where you feel isolated right. and bored. And it and it builds up mm-hmm. after a while, and you, yeah. you don't even realize it. And then one day you're just like, oh yeah, God. Yeah. And then you walk on fire. And then you better. walk on fire. Mm-hmm. And then I do. She took the blue pill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of uh, another Pam moment that I just remembered that I wrote down was. You know, she's taken like a full page of notes. She flips the page and she's like shaking out her hand. Like she's taken so many yeah. actual notes at this thing. She's yes. actually trying to do what he asked of her. That her hand is cramping and she's like trying to shake it out so she can write more. Oh, and we and we can't we can't forget Michael's nice little chime in where she's trying to do a talking head, but. Pam, you're missing things. Yeah, oh that, yeah. That's, that's, that's the, a great that's one. The, yeah, that's the, right after. That's it. the right before the right before hand that. Cramping right before thing. the yeah. hand cramping. Apparently, Jenna Fisher actually did take notes. Really? Like, <laughs> they, uh, Carol I really Ramis hope said she that. still has that. Method, method actor, that one. <laughs> method, yes, yes. I guess you know maybe it helped pass the time. I wonder <laughs> what sure. indefinable qualities she discovered. Uh, yeah, which one she found? Like, <laughs> how do you find? Yeah. How do you take notes on indefinable? Did she share it with the group too? Your indefinable quality, Meredith. I love the scoring. How one team got 10 points another got a gold star and one yes. got a thumbs up <laughs> just know how to c- convert those is there, the is little... there a conversion chart in <laughs> the notebook <laughs> I don't I love that just the look. way that he like demands she check as if it's just gonna randomly be there his own nonsense like that there's someone translated his nonsense for him ahead well, of time if anyone's gonna translate his nonsense before him ahead of time it's gonna be Pam, Pam. it would have been it would have been <laughs> yeah. no one else would like do you not want to doubt I don't doubt for a second that by the end of the day she had figured out a way to convert those three things. <laughs> if anyone could do like it. How many points a gold star was worth versus a thumbs up? As much as she deals with Michael, she probably is the only person who could could det- figure that out, yeah. Determine what that conversion would be. And I have a hunch the gold star is the highest. I feel like that in Michael's mind, I feel like that would be I feel like he didn't get many gold stars when he was a kid, so no. he thinks that's the pinnacle. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, all of those, uh, the thumbs up. Yeah, all of the all of the ratings are definitely out of him and, and elementary school. Yeah, yeah. I way think of, it goes gold star, right, thumbs, thumbs up, up, then ten, 10 points. points. Yeah. yeah, then ten points. I feel like at least a hundred for the gold star. I think the thumbs up's the solid fifty. Well, yeah. and when back to the Voldemort, like mm-hmm. Dwight freaking out, it's. Um, Michael deducting 60 points from Voldemort, which is also kind of just a reference to Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That you don't get, <laughs> you don't get yeah. but Hilton gets because Hilton's seen it and knows that, mm-hmm. you know, Dumbledore just arbitrarily will give points or mm-hmm. take points away. Yep. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And can we, can we also, uh, I also just realized that 
uh, amidst the um, tribal council that Dwight does just about the worst rendition of the aristocrats. Oh God, yeah, I've ever heard in my yes. life. Which in itself is a flawed joke nowadays anyway, just because the concept of aristocrat doesn't really work the way the punchline needs it to. But, you know, and and of course, the whole joke is based on being crazily offensive, which on this NBC TV show would never have stood. And the way he does it with it, and then he says something really raunchy. Raunchy. (laughs) What does he see when he comes back? I mean, I'm just talking... Really offensive stuff. I mean, <laughs> they're a really horrible I'll, thing. I'll, I'll let your imagination do the work right? on that one. Yeah. The implication oh, is man. just so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, now you make me and just want to watch the implication episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, I, I'm ignorant on that I one, and that maybe one, I yeah. should watch it. You should I, just watch just that watch whole that show. One. Yeah, I probably should, shouldn't I? Is that still going? Yeah, yeah. it is. Coming up on like yeah. season nine or something. No. Is it a lot later? 13? 13 or 14. Wow, that's crazy. My yeah. God. It's been going for so, so long that it was in SD when it started. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's cool. hey, oh. And they get no awards. They were they got nominated and won an award, like a People's Choice Award. They weren't even invited. Oh. And they didn't know about the award until they saw it on the internet <laughs> the <laughs> next day after the award ceremony. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a good show. Yeah, much no. more horrible people than Michael, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they really they go. Michael they really like get out there on that <clears throat> one. Oh yeah. Um, I, I don't. I, I always think of the one where Danny DeVito's character is talking about doing acid. <laughs> yeah. It's not even the worst. That's a relatively tame. No, one. No, no, no. That's yeah. and that is real. That was a long time ago when I saw that too. I just thought it was great that he was doing the, in this yeah. awesome series. And he's, yeah, and he's really made a name for himself there. It's yeah. Good to see. Yeah, with the kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> And this was a great episode of The Office. This is an exceptional episode. This is like one of my favorite episodes of season three. It's a good one. So good. And it it serves as a really great send, uh, you know, uh, lead in to the next episode. Yeah. Um, And we're we're heightening the importance of David Wallace Mm -hmm. and how he's going to play a part in that. And yeah, it's sort of like the cliffhanger before the cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. And it really got, I'm sure it had everyone ready to, to see what happens next week and with big concerns of what's going to happen to their favorite characters. And then having to wait a week would yeah. have been torture. I know. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, yeah, I am uh, looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're in the prime. Well, Alyssa, thanks for joining us. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love The Office. I'm so glad. And getting we're to talk about did. The Office for this long is awesome and with people who actually understand <laughs> the references well then i think i know the answer but will you come back and join us again oh absolutely and i live three minutes away so wonderful yeah excellent right in the neighborhood literally she's right here around the corner from our south side satellite studio for channel four and a half (laughs) yeah you are in so easy to uh, excellent perfect that'll work out perfectly next time well, and Brian, well, thank you. Thank you, as always. All right. And we want to thank all of you for listening to the People Persons Paper Podcast. We've been so very happy to have you. And I hope you'll come back next week because, guys, next week's a big one. We're earning shroot bucks, we're getting a boob job, and we're selling our condo on eBay. The People Persons Paper Podcast is a Channel 4.5 production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is hosted by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Executive produced by Landry Miller, Hilton Price, and Michael Zampino. Engineering and editing done by Hilton Price. Uh, Treats and toys are really the key. Treats and toys. Nice.